It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the football fanatics, football guru. We've got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Also have Steve Reeder in the house. You guys can find him at Avoid the Vig. You guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. NFL week number nine. Myself, Uncle Dave, and Steve, we're going to go ahead. We're going to cut out five games here for your NFL Week 9 slate. We're going to start out here with Miami and Chicago. Current line in this game right now, Miami minus five. Total 45 and a half. Uncle Dave kicking it off with you. How are you feeling about the Dolphins and the Bears? I'm still stuck on week number nine. It just hit me that we're halfway through the entire season. Um, it feels like it just started to me. Um, maybe that's because I'm winning. It's like, I oh, no, don't get over yet, but – you know, I look at this game, and, you know, what was impressive about that Bears 20-point loss was that they, they held the ball for 30 minutes and didn't throw an interception, you know. And so that was, a, that was a check in their favor. And, you know, with that said, their defense allowed Dallas 7.2 yards per play. Um, not cool. I was, I was hoping they would pay, play a potentially less potent offense than the Dolphins this week. But, you know, that's a Dolphins who kind of won ugly in Detroit, I think. Maybe coming into this week, it might be the Bears that are feeling a little better about themselves. I mean, you know, for me, it's easy to have recency bias and remember that 20-point loss, but they were expected to get hammered. Uh, They were not expected to go into New England and dominate on national television. Um, You know, the Bears have the same record as the Packers. They have the same record as Tampa Bay. You know, I think the Dolphins might be a little fraudulent, and here's why. You know, their offense, uh, you know, people talk about it, all up and down, but they've scored two more points than the Jets, one more point than the Patriots. So I think perception and reality might be two different things, and the defense has actually allowed more points than anyone in the AFC not named the Steelers, but even that's close. Um, So for me, there's no chance of taking Miami um, minus, well, it was three, now it's five. Uh, So I think the run team might be favored Sunday. Uh, It looks at, the weather looks to be a little damp, a little chilly, a little windy, and that favors who? I think the Bears. So I actually like the Bears plus the points. All right, Uncle Dave, I'm going to go ahead side with taking the Bears. How about you there, Steve? How are you feeling about that game? Yeah, I don't always feel confident when I'm going against Dave, and I, this hasn't received any of my money yet, but uh, I'm certainly bullish on Miami. Tua's comeback story was fun, full display this past weekend against the Lions, throwing for 382 yards and three touchdowns, no picks. So he's starting to look like the quarterback before the injury here, before that concussion. Uh, he's actually third in PFF behind Josh Allen and Geno Smith. There's a ton of speed on this team and talent for that matter, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, when the conditions are right. Uh, Dave, you mentioned that about the wind and about the conditions at Soldier Field. Um, and you're curious right now to see how much that uh, grounds crew lets that grass grow to try to slow down that Miami team. I'm not really being facetious. I actually anticipate that sort of uh, being something that's unwritten right there. Uh, Miami has also had some injuries on their back end that could lead them susceptible, uh, but I'm not confident in Fields as the passer to take advantage of those opportunities. Chicago is really confusing to me. I mean, they trade their best defensive player and they flip the asset for a disgruntled, underperforming wide receiver. Why? They, They can't possibly think that they have a potential playoff running in them. You know, Eberflus is, is overachieved versus my preseasons and expectations. And I guess I can, I have to say the same for Justin Fields. Uh, but with their defense taking a hit with Smith being moved and Claypool probably not up to speed, uh, certainly not enough to make an impact this early. Uh, I, I lean towards Miami. I think the market is taking a look at Miami's entire season and not the team that they have with Tua under center. 
Uh, so I did think there was a little value. I probably would have played this maybe even as my best bet at three and a half. Uh, but obviously it took some money earlier today. So it's a pass for me at the current market. All right. I would probably be with you there, Steve. I would lean towards Miami in this one. I think their rush defense can actually help them out in the game because I think the Bears are going to try to run as much as possible. Now, the Bears did bring in Claypool, but I think one of the issues that Miami had was that they really just couldn't generate any type of a pass rush. So I think that that'll probably get shirt up here probably over the next couple of weeks with the addition of Chubb. Um, I don't know. I feel like the, the, like the line's kind of right, though, but it is a slight lean to Miami. I feel like that team's just so much better than Chicago. And if they can't run, then you put Fields in a situation where he has to throw the ball, and that's not a situation I'd like to be in. So uh, it is a lean here to Miami, but overall it's not going to be on my card. I don't think I could really mess with that game. If, if anything, maybe tease the Bears up or tease Miami down. That, that might be a way to go. Let's jump over to our next game here. We got Minnesota. Uh, they're going to be on the road here against Washington. Current line this game, Minnesota minus 3.5, total 43.5. Steve, let you go ahead and start this one out. How are you feeling about that game? Yeah, the Vikings 6-1, and one, light years ahead of anybody else in the division. And in fact, nobody else in the division is even to their two games under 500 right now. So the Packers are 3-5, and five, Bears are 3-5. and five. Uh, The Vikings are going to win this division. Uh, and But many sharp bettors, and, and I agree with this sentiment, think that Minnesota is overrated. In fact, last week, a lot of money came in on Arizona, and I just couldn't get there. I just didn't trust Arizona. Not that I, I wanted to play the Vikings. I just couldn't trust that team. Uh, thankfully, I, I didn't bet on them because it ended up being a loss. Minnesota did cover that game. And this week, I, I thought I'd be fading Minnesota again against Washington, but I make the game 3.75. So at three and a half, there's no value based on that. Um, you know, I don't think there is a big need for a win for the Vikings. So I think that they could let their guard down a little bit. Um, but I just can't bring myself to play them at this number. They have an above average quarterback, particularly when the game is not in prime time, a strong running back, especially with two in the top uh, 20 in the NFL and running backs. And they have the seventh best receiver, according to PFF. They're a really solid team. They aren't great. They aren't title contenders. They're just solid. They're not as good as their record says they are. But Washington is four and four, and they won three straight. But three of the all three of those wins were against Chicago, Green Bay, and Indi- uh, Indianapolis in Sam Ellinger's first start. So, um, I can't get excited about that slate. Obviously, if they lost all three, this would be a different story altogether. But all three of those games were by one score contest, and, and the cumulative margin was only eight points. Most of the times when we talk about one-score games, uh, we talk about luck. But this is being priced as a team on the rise. And and although I like Heineke at quarterback over Wentz, it's not a team that I'm moving up in my power ratings based on that much. Uh, Maybe a half point, maybe a point at most, but certainly not enough to get me on Washington here. All things considered, I have to sit this one out. All right, so Steve, going to go ahead and take a rest on that one. Uh, I would probably look towards the over in this game. I think another game with Heineke uh, might do Washington some good. I do worry about their rushing attack a little bit. It was, last week it was really janky. They had, you know, Curtis Samuel back there running, Antonio Gibson. They had Robinson. So I do worry about that a little bit. But now if they're pass heavy, I mean, it's going to help me out with the over. But I'm not a big believer in the Minnesota defense, but I do like their offense. So I would lean to the over. As far as the side's concerned, yeah, I would love to take Minnesota here. You know, one that they're, you know, 6-1 and one, and the only loss that they have on the year is the Eagles. But I don't know. It's just really weird with this team. Like you would expect them to probably be maybe laying six in this spot. And the fact that they're not, and they weren't laying points like that last week, maybe I'm just missing something. I don't know. So I'll pass aside and lean to the total. That's what I got. How about you there, Uncle Dave? 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go rogue here. I, you know, I look at last week and Heineke did a respectable job against the Colts, but the downside in that game was he was also the leading rusher with 29 yards. So, you know, that's kind of a, you know, you alluded to their running game or lack of, and you know, Ellinger actually did enough to win uh, for one a couple of costly fumbles. Uh, he, that kept that from happening. So, you know. And then I look at the Vikings and, and Cousins, they did enough to win. And, and actually, they wouldn't have save a couple of Calamari picks. So are the Vikings a little overvalued here? I think they may be. Um, you know, Cousins back to Washington uh, simply has to be the biggest thing, I think, not factored into this line. Um, and one would think he's extra motivated. But, you know, remember, it's Kirk Cousins, um, not really someone I would I would fear in that situation. Because it's really hard for me to trust him and the Vikings. I know they're 6-1. and one. But I don't really see a good win on their schedule. They've been giving up a lot of points. They got Buffalo next week. If there was ever a situation for them to be flat, this would be it. And and Washington's gotten more healthy on defense. It shows they have not been giving up a ton of points lately. And the Vikings, 31st ranked yards per pass defense. I mean, I think that's going to elevate Heineke, I believe. Um, I can't lay the points. And, and yes, I see it's gone beyond three, which takes real money to happen. But I think it closes a little lower. I'm going to actually take Washington here. I also do not agree with the total movement down. Uh, it has come crashing down quite a bit. And as I said, the Vikings' pass defense is more than suspect. So I actually like Washington, and I like the over. All right, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. Let's jump to our next game. we got the Chargers and Atlanta. Current line this game, Chargers minus three. We have a total of 49 and a half. I'll go ahead. I'll back Atlanta here. I think what's interesting with this team is that they could actually win this division, which might sound crazy to some, but that's that is the truth. And this team, you know, coming off of a win last week, they haven't strung back-to-back wins together. Uh, I don't think all season long, but this is like a first-time opportunity for them, you know. And it's not like they could take command of this division, but you know, they can end up getting another win here and putting themselves five and four. And who knows the way Tampa's playing? You know, they're only a three-point favorite against the Rams. The Rams are going to be desperate. You know, Atlanta might end up with a half-decent lead here, but. Look, I think Atlanta is, is a tough team to figure out. Um, you know, they can throw when they need to, but uh, that team's just running the ball so well. And the Chargers, they cannot run the ball right now. I mean, they're running for like 88 yards a game. And if if that's what they're going to try to rely on, I'm not sure that's going to work. Keenan Allen's not healthy. Mike Williams not healthy. So it's like, who the hell are they going to throw the ball to? Um, yeah, there's no way you can get me to take the Chargers. It would be Atlanta here um, getting points. So I think that that's the way to go. So. I think an overreaction to, you know, just early season talk going into the year that this Chargers team was going to be good. I mean, they're only four and three, so it'd be Atlanta for me taking the points. I think that's pretty much an easy call. How about you there, Uncle Dave? How are you feeling about the Chargers Atlanta? Yeah, I think I'm going to end up getting to exactly where you are, Sleepy. I mean, Los Angeles had the bye week, but I don't know if that's enough to get them right. I mean, they, they got lots of issues. And, you know, look at last week, the Falcons tried to lose late, but, you know, kudos to DJ Moore for keeping that from happening. You know, the Chargers simply don't have a defense I want to bet on, especially on the road. Um, and I know the Falcons were given one last week a win, uh, but they won, and they're in first place in the NFC South. So, you know, uh, I mean, this is a team that's actually scored more points in the NFC uh, than anybody but Seattle, or actually three points less than the Buffalo Bills. So, you know, I do think the over may be in play, but I also think Atlanta is. I mean, I know their defense isn't elite, but it's a mismatch. I mean, the Falcons want to run the ball. Um, and I believe they're getting Patterson back this week. And the LA run defense is last in the league in yards per rush allowed, and next to last in points per play allowed. And, you know, 
the Atlanta offense, when I put the two side by side, they're better in the red zone. They're better on third down. They're better in yards per play. And, you know, as, as you mentioned, look at the LA injuries. I mean, Joey Bosa's out. JC Jackson's out. Those are the Chargers' two best defensive players. I was a pretty awful defense to begin with. Um, you mentioned Mike Williams is out. I, I had Keenan Allen questionable, but now he's been ruled out. So, you know, I agree with you there, you there Sleepy. When I look at the Falcons, and, you know, Kyle Pitts finally showed up last week when they threw him the ball. And the Falcons actually had four guys last week catch three or more passes. Um, that's in contrast to the week prior when they had only four guys catch a pass. Uh, or the week prior when neither London or Pitts were the leading receiver. Or the week prior when neither London or Pitts were the leading receiver. So, you know, I, I think they will be this weekend. You know, I know the Falcons went ugly, but, you know, as you said, Sleepy, they're in first place. The next three games are against the uh, Panthers, Washington, and Chicago. So they're all winnable games. And, you know, I think the Falcons came into the season, or at least uh, the pundits had them coming into the season in rebuilding mode. I know I did. Um, but I don't think they are anymore. I think they're in playoff mode. I don't think they're losing to the Chargers. I think the wrong team's favored. And I will go ahead and make the Atlanta Falcons my best bet for this podcast. All right. Well, there's Uncle Dave, best bet Atlanta. I like it there, Uncle Dave. Great handicap. All right, Steve, you're next up here. How are you feeling about the Chargers and Falcons? I think the Chargers kind of have to be a little bit lucky to be at 4-3 and three right now, especially with all the injuries they've had. You know, Dave mentioned the defensive side of the ball, and certainly there's a lot on the offensive side as well. Um, they won three straight against uh, average opponents, below-average opponents, um, which may have inflated their perception. And then they got blown out by Seattle by two touchdowns. And, and I fully expected them to come out of this by focused. You know, when you go in off of a loss and your, your team expects to win, uh, I don't know if we see that with this, the injury situation here, there was a setback with Keenan Allen has to be a concern, uh, especially considering that Mike Williams is out for four weeks and the status of Josh Palmer is still up in the air. Not to mention Donald Palmer, Palmer didn't practice, uh, Parnum didn't practice, excuse me. Um, Justin Herbert may be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he doesn't have an offensive line and his receivers aren't healthy. I I don't really understand how they're going to put points up on the board. Uh, thankfully, they're playing Atlanta that just horrendous fourth most points uh, given up per game in the NFL. Second worst, according to football outsiders, um, the Falcons even allowed 6.5 yards per play and 34 points to PJ Walker and the Panthers. Um, Thankfully, their offense numbers are significantly better for the Falcons behind Mariota and company. Uh, they like to do their their damage on the ground, which Dave mentioned. Uh, that, you know, the Chargers aren't good at stopping the run, so I, I do see that there's a blueprint for the Falcons to kind of take over the game and establish what they want to do on the ground. Uh, I gave out Atlanta uh, Chargers over 47 and a half on the look ahead. Uh, but it's sitting 49, 49 and a half, even uh, especially with those injuries. I, it's a pass for me in the total. And I just can't get to the Falcons specifically because, you know, they have a unique style of offense. It, and the more film that is on the screen for these coaches to dissect, uh, I think they're going to be figured out more as the year progresses. But they've proven me wrong this far. So I'm certainly not looking to fade them in this spot. All right. Good stuff on that game. Let's jump to our next. We got Seattle. They'll be on the road here in Arizona. Uh, currently in this game right now, Arizona minus two, total 49 and a half. I would actually go ahead and back the Cardinals in this one. You know, for as much as I do not like this team, I just have a gut feeling that this team's going to show up here and surprise everybody. Seattle's played well, give them credit, but look who they really beat this entire year. Have they really beat any good team, like a, like a real playoff contender? No, they haven't. They've won three in a row, and I think the bandwagon uh, is probably going to load up the last of the people this week. For me, it would be Arizona. I mean, Arizona has Hopkins back. 
the rushing attack is, is half decent. The last time these teams played, uh, Seattle got the win there. So I do have revenge here for Arizona at home. Something just tells me don't mess with Seattle this week, that they're going to let down and uh, Arizona is going to show up in kind of a desperation spot here. And I, I don't know who the better team is. I guess maybe it is Seattle overall, but I think Arizona shows up here at home. Uh, typically their home field is, is pretty good, but their home field hasn't been great for them this year because they've played these dominant teams. They haven't had an easy home game all year long. And this is going to be like their easiest home game. So uh, I'll take Arizona minus the two. I don't, I don't think many people will touch it, but I actually like it. The fact that it's under three, I'll take Arizona. How about you, Uncle Dave? How are you feeling about that game? This is another one. The Seahawks, the first place Seahawks, taking on the last place Cardinals. I mean, who would have thought that? Um, you know, the Cardinals are actually the sharp side, if you will, at Minnesota. And as I mentioned a little earlier, if it wasn't for Murray throwing two picks, they might have cashed, but he did and they didn't. You know, I, these teams have already met, and, you know, I wonder if we'll see another ugly 19 to 9 type game like we did when they played in Seattle. Uh, it's possible, and I hope so, but I doubt it. Um, that game had to be the outlier. I think. I think not having Marquise Brown is just is just very understated here. It's a big reason why Arizona's lost three or four. But on the road, Seattle has given up a shitload of points, like thirty three per game, as opposed to less than half that at home, which sort of sort of sort of helps your Arizona case. They're sleepy, um, and does make it tough to get to the trendy Seahawks. But you know, it's hard to be on Arizona as well. I mean, I trust. Geno Smith a lot more than I trust Murray, and you know that's just fact. I mean, as it is, Smith is is ranked fourth in total QBR ahead of you know Herbert, Lamar, and, and Joe Burrow. And in contrast, Murray is ranked nineteenth behind guys like Dalton Brissett and Cooper Rush. So you know that really does eliminate the possibility of me taking Arizona. Um, you know the downside there is I don't like having quote unquote what everyone else has. Uh, although SpongeBob the Clown does win now and then, I. I just I can't do it, but the total has shot up, and I think you might expect that, and that's understandable given Seattle's road defense. But I still can't go there. These teams know each other entirely too well. You know, division games are, are typically under games more so than non. And if I had to bet this game, I would actually take the under. I mean, I don't think Arizona was all of a sudden just going to start scoring, um, and Seattle has to regress at some point. I know it's ballsy, but if I'm betting this with someone else's money, I'm looking at the under. All right. I think what you said there, Uncle Dave, is kind of the way that I felt. It, it's hard to get to either team. To me, it feels like a real wise guy type of play, and that's kind of why I like it more than maybe anything. That's just 